G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. About portion in brackets, okay, waiting for the moving of the waters and about a supposed angel going into the water to heal whoever stepped into the pool first. I mean, that's an explanation that is not in the original manuscript. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. In our last program, we began to look at the miracle that took place at the Pool of Bethesda and also some of the inconsistencies within the biblical explanation, especially the fact that John 5 verse 4 is either missing in some translations or included, but in brackets in others. We also learned about a pagan temple to a Greek god of healing known as Serapis or Aesculapius that's been found in the ruins of the Pool of Bethesda. So what do any of these things have to do with the healing of the lame man by Jesus? Uh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> they actually don't have anything to do with his healing. Yeah, we, we talked last time about the fact that um, this lame man healed at the Pool of Bethesda actually took place at a pagan temple dedicated to a Greek god of healing. When I stand at the ruins, there's a sign uh, down in the ruins that says Serapis. So that's the name of the, the god or goddess that's been isolated there. But it's basically a connection or derivation of Aesculapius, who's known throughout the whole of the ancient Roman world and Greek mythology. And desperate people went there. Mm. I mean, it's believed that the temple to Serapis was built around a, a, one century B.C., Again, the fact that it was outside the temple precinct meant that the, remember, it was under the governance of Rome, so the, the Jews didn't go ape over the fact that it was there. Had it mm. been any closer to the Temple Mount, it would have been a violent revolt, yeah. to be sure. The Jewish Mishnah seems to imply that the pools of Bethesda were sacred to the Roman god Fortuna. That may or may not be the case. I really don't know. I don't believe there's any archaeological evidence, at least not yet. And I don't know that there's any further excavations taking place. I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe they will one day. But when we read, uh, read from John 5 last time and discovered that some translations either omit verse 4 completely or they have it in brackets, but it, I think it would be good to read the whole thing. Yeah, so this is verse 3. It says, In these lay a multitude of those who are sick, blind, lame, and withered. And then it goes on with this bracketed, portion in verse 4 that says, Waiting for the moving of the waters, for an angel of the Lord went down at certain seasons into the pool and stirred up the water. Whoever then first, after the stirring of the water, stepped in, was made well from whatever disease with which he was afflicted. Now that portion in brackets, okay, waiting for the moving of the waters and about a supposed angel going into the water to heal whoever stepped into the pool first, I mean, that's an explanation that is not in the original manuscripts. As I said, it was added at a later time. The Pool of Bethesda actually plays zero role in temple services, you know, biblically speaking. Mm. Pool of Bethesda had nothing to do with temple service. The Pool of Siloam, which is down the eastern slope from the temple, now that played a role in temple service, absolutely. That one did, 
not the Pool of Bethesda. Mm. So why would God use the waters in pools that were used in false pagan gods of healing rather than waters that were used in temple services? That's actually a really good question, and I would answer that by saying I don't believe he did. Because here's the reason why. If people were healed by going into the pools of Bethesda, who would get the glory? Who would be honoured for that? God or the Greek god Serapis? Mm, That's right. Because that's what those pools of Mm -hmm. water were connected to or associated with. God would not get the glory. Again, people would just assume that they were healed by this pagan god that was worshipped there. Mm, Especially it was supposed to be a healing deity, which Serapis was supposed to be. Yeah, exactly. Well, let's read more of this. So we'll read on from verse 5 in John chapter 5. It says, A man was there who'd been ill for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he'd already been a long time in that condition, he said to him, Do you wish to get well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I'm coming, another steps in before me. Jesus said to him, Get up, pick up your pallet and walk. Immediately the man became well and picked up his pallet and began to walk. Now it was the Sabbath on that day, so the Jews were saying to the man who was cured, It's the Sabbath, and it is not permissible for you to carry your pallet. But he answered them, He who made me well was the one who said to me, Pick up your pallet and walk. They asked him, Who is the man who said to you, Pick up your pallet and walk? But the man who was healed didn't know who it was, for Jesus had slipped away while there was a crowd in that place. You know what amazes me about that? They didn't go, How come you're not wet? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Were you the one who got the miracle? Mm. I mean, there's some really interesting things in the passage. At first, the people who were gathered there, as I mentioned before, these people were desperate. Mm. People weren't just there with, you know, a sore ankle, a bump on the head or a headache. These were people who were desperate. They were blind. They were lame. They were crippled. They were withered. They had no hope Mm. outside of a miracle. So desperate people will try anything. Now, these were Jewish people laying around the pools of a pagan temple dedicated to a Greek god of healing, Serapis Mm. or Escalapius, whatever you want to call them, in the hope that they were going to be healed. And you also have to keep in mind that there was a mindset by the religious leaders of that day. I mean, because what bothers me is that there was like a callousness Mm. from the Jewish religious leaders. It's like they didn't care about these people. And I think that's because there was a mindset that if you were crippled or lame or poor or something like that, it was because you were a sinner mm. and God was judging you. So yeah. You weren't as righteous as them. And so I, it was, that's what kind of gets me about this. There, there was a callousness. Yeah. And you can see that in the passage, can't you? Oh, it's, it's brutal. So then why was the section about the angel stirring the water added to the Bible at a later date? Well, anyone who didn't know about that pagan temple, I mean, you go 50, 100 years afterwards, by 70 AD, the whole of the city had been destroyed by the Romans. Mm. Some of the retaining wall portions of it was left, and I think the Antonia Fortress was left, but it was destroyed. And so anybody coming afterwards would not have known about this pagan temple. They wouldn't have known why they were gathered there. So it was added to explain that this myth of this supposed angel stirring the water was why the people were Mm. gathered there. Now, I mentioned before the pools of Bethesda were made up of five porticos, but there were some inlets that allowed for the water supply to come in. So every time the water would come in, the water would move. Mm -hmm. It would swell. And the people would look at it and go, oh, oh, look, it's it's moving. And, of course, over time, as it does, you know, people embellish. And Mm -hmm. the myth of an angel is stirring the water – yeah. It's also believed, and I, I can't verify this, but I did read it in some of my research, 
that it was believed there might have been like a red algae that grew on the inside of the pools. Mm. And there may have been a slight medicinal quality to that. Maybe people that led to it, if you get in the water first, you'll get healed. Yeah, right. But because it was so minimal and rare, Mm -hmm. this legend comes up with the water moves. There's an angel there, first gets in. There's the first to get a miracle Uh and everybody else just has to luck out. Mm. And somehow God gets blamed for that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's a, a pretty sad scenario. But I guess, as you say, it's a... Yeah, the way that myths and legends develop over the years, but it's pretty dodgy the way that it uh, yeah, can happen. But but what does that say about the nature of our God? Mm. So, look, there's nowhere in Scripture that I know of that gives any kind of an indication that God plays those kind of games with his people. Mm. He, he's not hard and fast with, oh, I'm good. Can you imagine God sitting up there with the angels going, oh, if that guy's been sitting there for 38 years, if he just gets down this, oh, tell, yeah, missed he out. missed out again. Yeah. That doesn't sound mm. like our God, yeah. you know? That's a capricious, thoughtless, heartless God with no compassion who's basically like the gods of ancient mm. Rome and ancient Egypt who, you know, play games with humanity, mm. you know, just for the fun of it. That's not our God. Yeah. So realistically, it's important that when we read our Bibles, we just dig in a little deeper. Mm. If you see a bracket, yeah. If you see in italics, if you see something that's out of an, the norm, especially if you can get a hold of a really good study Bible, dig a little deeper. You, you will be stunned at what you find. Mm. Well, we're going to continue exploring the Pool of Bethesda on our next program for Foundations and looking at the fact that the religious leaders weren't expecting a miracle at all. We'll do that next time on Foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.